Hold on, how long it took you to find this beat? Hmm? How long it took you to find this beat? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Instant Replay Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dominic Sharosky. And we had him here last time. Had to run it back again. I'm back. back. <laughs> Friend of the show, my brother, Savion. What up, what up, what up? It's back in the building. How we feeling today? Oh, I feel good. Feel good. Had a good day today. How about you? That's what's up, man. Oh, you know, it's always a good day when I can talk sports. Always a good day when I can talk sports. So, first up, we got the we actually got the playoffs playing in the background right now. We got the finals playing. But first up on the docket, we're gonna talk some NFL. Okay. So me, I've been doing the thing where I've been trying to just, you know, pick games how I see, mm-hmm. you know, picking who I think will win and all that other stuff. And I've been decent on the season, right? I didn't do it week one. But I've been doing it week two, week three, week four. Week four just passed, right? Week one was your bye week? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't do it week one. I didn't think about it, and then I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I probably should do, like, picks or something. Yeah. I thought that would be a good idea. So I've been pretty good. Week four, my record was 11-4. and four. Okay. 15 games played. I got 11. You got 11 right. right. Uh, on the total season so far, got 35 right, 11 wrong, and then I had one tie. So at least you're above 500. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about myself uh, with these picks. Uh, I'm gonna make a pick on uh, this Thursday game coming up. I'm gonna have you make a pick as well. Okay. And we'll go from there. But quick recap of Week Four. Some of the games I wanted to talk about. First up, let's talk about the Browns and the Cowboys. Shh. So. First thing, okay, so here's what I want to here's what I want to ask you first about mm-hmm. this game. The Browns were a team that had a lot of hype last year. Mm-hmm. Came into this season, hype was still a little bit big, but it wasn't as big as last year. You know, they they didn't live up to the hype last season. Uh-huh. But they didn't really have a real head coach there. They got a new head coach in. Okay, Cleveland's three and one right now. Is this real? Is Cleveland going to make the playoffs this year? Um. Now, remember, they expanded the playoffs. So it's not six teams from each conference. It's seven teams. So there's an additional playoff spot this year. Okay. Does Cleveland make the playoffs this year? I think they get in. Yeah. I think do so because they were, they were, a, little, they were a lot. A lot of it. I was going to say a little bit, you guys. But a lot of it humbled. Um, I think the hype kind of had them on a high horse they shouldn't have been on in the first place. But I think they get in. I think they're starting to get a, some sort of a, of an identity at this point. Um, I like the way how they're getting Odell more involved at this point. Uh, I, I just didn't like how last season and up until – I want to say last game, they really, Mayfield really struggled with getting him involved. It was kind of like, I'm not saying you got to give Odell the ball all the time, but when you have a star wide receiver like that, you have to get him the damn ball. So I will say that because, like I said, last year you had Freddie Kitchens as a head coach. Mm -hmm. Freddie Kitchens was not ready to be a head coach. Freddie Kitchens only got that job because Baker Mayfield liked him. Point blank. Basically. Like, yeah, he worked well with Baker Mayfield uh, two years ago during Bre- Baker's rookie year. That's not what it's all about. Though. Yeah, and Baker basically was like, "No, I want this guy to be the head coach." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, we'll try it out." Didn't work. He was not ready for it. Kevin Stefanski comes over from Minnesota. He's an offensive mm-hmm. guy, and it's working right now. Yeah, that offense is played well. Now the Browns' defense still worries me a little bit, mm-hmm. but that offense is playing really well. Um, Nick Chubb did get injured, but. You, they got another running back to just throw, yeah. So. You got Kareem Hunt behind him, so that that kind of you know alleviates that loss. And Nick Chubb will be back, but mm-hmm. I think I agree that whole the standpoint that they're finally getting Odell involved. Yeah, I think that was like a a focal point that should have been a focal point mm-hmm. from the get go. I just didn't really understand how they weren't getting him involved. I mean, you also have Land, uh, Landry. 
who's also could be your number one number one There's receiver. A lot of talent they have a okay. So my thing with them with Cleveland is it's such a high ceiling on both ends, but it's it's like with high ceiling comes the high expectation. But I think when you remove the expectation, then it allows them to be them or what they could be. So I just think it's just they just gotta get out of the way of themselves, mm-hmm. really. So three and one, that's a great start mm-hmm. compared to last year. So I think we see how it goes, but I do think they make it if they continue to figure it, figure the offense out. I think it's just Mayfield has all these weapons, and it's like, okay, who do I? How do I give him the ball without this person feeling the type of way? I think it's just a lot of mouths to feed. But once you get a balance, you know, because you've seen. We've seen the sports where teams get a balance, like Golden State, for instance, when they had Kevin Ray. You know, it's one they always say it's one ball, but hey, everybody touched the ball there. Right. So I think it's just finding a balance for Mayfield. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I actually think he's a good quarterback with listen. potential to be a great quarterback. I like Baker. Mm-hmm. I like that Baker was my favorite quarterback coming out of that draft. Like everyone yeah. was talking about Josh Rosen and Sam mm-hmm. Darnold. And I said Sam Darnold. Baker can ball. ball though. Like as well as like Baker, his thing, I feel like Baker, mm-hmm. someone said it really. I think I can't remember who it was. It was either Colin Cowherd or someone else. But they said Baker Mayfield needs to go back to what he was doing in college. And the thing that Baker Mayfield got in college was he was getting comparisons to Drew Brees because he was super accurate and it's just like he's a right-handed Drew Brees. And Colin, I believe it was Colin Cowherd who said he needs to stop trying to play like he's Russell Wilson and play like Drew Brees. He tries to move around a little bit too mm-hmm. much, and I think he does get a little confused by defensive schemes. And I think that's why where Kevin Stefanski has done a good job of taking mm-hmm. the ball out of his hands, becoming more of a run-first team, um, and kind of he's not a run-first quarterback though. Yeah, well, no, I'm saying that offense is right. Like, they're giving the ball to Nick Chubb, like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt right. touched that ball uh-huh. twenty times a piece, both of them. Yeah, and I have no problem with that. It's just yeah. Baker. He has to learn how, and I think it'll come over the years. He has to learn when to, okay, do I stay in the pocket or do I break for it? But, you know, like Oklahoma, unless for disclaimer purposes, I actually trust Oklahoma quarterbacks because I think they are. If you are a quarterback going to college, go to Oklahoma. Listen, man. Because they they set you up to thrive. Listen, the, uh, last, the last guy. Every quarterback at Oklahoma throws like 5,000 yards a season. Listen, You're in Heisman talks. We, so. got three guys, we got three Oklahoma guys in the league right now. Are the last two Kyler the last Murray, two number one picks Oklahoma two, quarterbacks, right? Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And then Jalen Hurts is sitting there. He's back up in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like, Oklahoma quarterbacks seem to be working out right now. Yeah, they set you up. They It's a quarterback school, so I feel like they set you up. They set you up for success. Um I just think, like I said, with Baker is the balance, and I also agree with what you're saying, especially what Colin Colin Carho said, with him not being more of a, with him being more of a Drew Brees other than a Russell Wilson. So I agree with that. He definitely like he's definitely he's a gun. He's definitely a gunslinger. He's though. a gunslinger, and he's good when he gets out of the pocket. Like when he can get out yeah. of the pocket and he can see the whole field, mm-hmm. that's fine. But I think he might sometimes break contain a little bit too much and try yeah. to do too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side of this game, Dallas Cowboys, they're now 1-3. and three. And they really should be 0-4 if it wasn't for the Falcons deciding to not recover an onside kick in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Dan Quinn still has a job, by the way. He's still <laughs> I really don't understand that. But, um, God, and it, it, it sucks being from Atlanta. You just can't even be a fan of the team. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. It, yeah, I'm it's just – Dan Quinn, he's he's just horrible at this point. I don't know how y'all do it. Um, but you know, that's y'all team, you know. It is what it is. Cowboys are just a disappointment, really. If it's that know. defense, man. That yeah. defense can't stop. Because Dak is actually balling though. Dak is throwing I think it was like Dak is throwing. It's like Dak coming. I think it's like right timing for him. He's but, the defense is like so, not matching with it at all because yeah, he's so, popping low key. You get what I'm saying? Like he's coming alive. Listen, Dak has been. I mean, like Dak has been incredible. Mm-hmm. And granted, he has a lot of talent around him. They haven't mm-hmm. been using Ezekiel Elliott as much as they should. I, I don't know think. why though. I don't know why in the last two seasons they've they've seemed to um, shy away from him. No idea. I don't like, get why because he's like a top five he's running back. One of the best running backs in the league. Top three, my bad, Z. Yeah, I don't say he's one of the best running backs yeah. in the league. So, 
Well, he's my favorite, so shit. Sorry. They need to get him the ball more. Mm-hmm. Um, but this defense is the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, this defense is terrible. Like, can't yeah. stop nobody. The fact that they – Earl Thomas is out there, and the fact that he somehow hasn't been signed by the Dallas Cowboys yet just seems ridiculous to me um, because you need something back there. Yeah. Because this secondary, I mean – I that, mean, you can't stop nobody from scoring. That, that Odell Beckham Jr. reverse that went for a touchdown was like, it had, was it bad defense or was it more of a your your witness say so, a very so athletic player so though? Odell is great and he can make plays like that. A right. lot of that was bad defense. Okay, that dude was taking bad angles. That's bad. That you're trying to arm tackle instead of trying to wrap up. Like a lot of that was poor execution, mm-hmm. taking bad angles, mm-hmm. like. Stuff that should, like I said, this Dallas Cowboys team, for all intents and purposes, should be zero and four. They should mm-hmm. be zero and four if it wasn't. For I don't Cowboys. think Dallas makes the playoffs. Here's the thing: Dallas plays in such a terrible division that they, they still could. They, like they're one yeah. and three right now. Like prime example, the NFC East. Okay. The NFC East. Do you know who the number one team in the NFC East right now? Who's technically the leaders of the NFC division? Or the NFC East division are right now. The I Philadelphia see. Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. And guess what the Philadelphia Eagles record is? One, and one two, and one. They're literally only there because they tied with the Cincinnati Bengals instead of losing to them. <laughs> like one, two, and one is good enough to be the number one seed in the NFC mm-hmm. East right now. So the Dallas Cowboys are still in it because the division they play in is terrible. Right. But uh, that defense, man. It's scary. Like it's it's. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do there in Dallas. Jerry Jones need to be making some calls. You need to call Definitely. the shots since Somebody. you want to be owner, GM, jury, uh, judge, executioner. I need you not, to call. I need you to make out. some calls. It's not working out. The defense just isn't it. But yeah, I definitely think uh, Dallas is in a world heap of trouble. I think it's just bad timing because Dak is having a great year, but his team is just falling apart. But I do think, like I said, I do think um, the Browns make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think they're going – I think they got a sense of direction and a sense of uh, urgency. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's going good for them. I think that's what they needed, and I think they needed to be humble last season. So, yeah. watch out for the Browns. I think they make the playoffs. I agree with that, man. I think if this offense can keep playing like this. It's the offense, yeah. If this Because that defense needs to be shored up. But if this offense can play like mm-hmm. this, there's so much talent there, it's tough to stop them. Um, quick question about the Cowboys. Does Dak Prescott finally get his extension this year? Because they've had a chance to get him an extension for the past three seasons. I think that – I think with everything going on right now and his play – I think he does get his extension, or at least I should say, I think he should get his extension. But Jerry Jones, I got Jerry Jones has a something against Dak Prescott. I think that's what it, I think he has a. Um, you don't think it's like a god like a god complex or something? Oh yeah, no. Jerry Jones definitely is always going to believe in himself more than anyone. But yeah, I think like it's just funny to me how for whatever reason Jerry Jones. It, like, it's very clear to me. Like, Jerry Jones said something after the Cowboys lost to the Seahawks. Last, not this uh, past mm-hmm. weekend, but the weekend before. Um, Shout out to the Seahawks. Seahawks, best team in the NFC right now. We they love are. We We stand Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson better win an MVP this year. That's all I know. Um, but Jerry Jones, basically, because at the end of that game, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is trying to throw a touchdown, and he makes a great play getting, like, because he should have been sacked, makes a great play getting out of there. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to throw a Hail Mary up and gets picked off. And Jerry Jones, after the game, was basically like, yeah, you know, that that pick is the difference between Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes or a Dak Prescott and a Tony Romo. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not really something you would say. Like, that's not something you would say about it. That's not something you should say about your it's- quarterback in general. But it's damn sure not something you say about a quarterback who – you hope to extend mm-hmm. at the end of the season. It's a um I think with Dak it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. I think uh I really feel like if Jerry 
an old saying is if they wanted to, they would. So yeah. I, I feel like if Jerry really wanted to pay Dak Prescott, he would pay Dak Prescott. So I think you know. he'll be in a situation where he has to pay Dak Prescott. Yeah, or he walks. Yeah, and I was like, you can't let Dak walk. He like, if anything, you need to at least trade him and get some value from him. Yeah, but but you know, Jerry is kind of like, is my way or the highway. Yeah, it's so. In all honesty, Dak Prescott gets is being punished for basically not being Tony Romo because D- Jerry just loved Tony Romo. Like Tony Romo, was I don't, like a son I don't get it. Um, Tony was a good quarterback. He just had his miscues in big moments. But Jerry Jones loved Tony Romo. Like, yeah, he did. They were really close. Like that was basically like his son. And so Dak Prescott is, but Dak is Dak is a really good quarterback though. He is. That's what I said. Listen, so I, I really don't understand. Listen, I would love to have Dak. If you told me Dak Prescott is going to walk at the end of this season and the Cowboys are not going to re-sign him, I would hope and pray that the Pittsburgh Steelers do everything possible to get him in. Yeah. There because I do not want Mason Rudolph to be the future of my damn franchise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ben only has like one or two years. He max. got like two two years max. And I was like, Ben got two years max, and I Mason Rudolph has been garbage from what I've seen. So interesting game though. But Cleveland seems to be serious, and Dallas is a terrible team, but they still might make the playoffs because their division is just as terrible. Uh, let's talk about a rookie quarterback. Chargers versus the Buccaneers. Justin Herbert. Doing everything he can to keep up with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Looked like they were going to win. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers were able to come back. Buccaneers won 38-31. Um, this was a big game, I think, for both teams. I think – so Anthony Lynn has been saying that, you know, because Justin Herbert is playing right now because of an injury to Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Um, and But don't they have a winning record? They're the don't, the Chargers right now are one and three. Oh, okay. They don't have right one right okay. The only game that they've won though, Justin Herbert was the quarterback. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, I lied. They won the first game of the season, but it was only because they played the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. and the Cincinnati Bengals kicker missed a. Uh, it's always the kicker. Yeah, he missed a kick at the end <laughs> of the game that would have tied it up and made went to overtime. So that's the only reason why that's the ones, but. In all of the games that Justin Herbert has played, that offense has looked much better. Mm-hmm. And ju- like Justin Herbert looks legitimate. He looks where, where 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 did he come? Oregon. That's what it was. Justin Herbert. Uh, I think I say give him. I say give him a shot. That's what I said. And, and let him. Because Anthony Lynn. Mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn has come out and basically said that you know. Um, Anthony Lynn has come out and basically said that you know Tyrod Taylor's healthy. He's going to be our guy. And I'm like. Listen, I understand you want to sit the young guy. I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, the ideal situation is sit him. Is sit him. Like, no matter where you take a guy, if you're taking a quarterback, I understand, even if you take him number one overall, the ideal situation, you don't want him to play at all his rookie year. Like, you want there to be some sort of bridge. You want there to be some kind of veteran there who holds the fort down for a year. Kind of like what they're doing in Miami with Tua, mm-hmm. right? They have Ryan Fitzpatrick there. Tua, you've been injury prone before. You're a rookie. Sit down. This team isn't really good. Sit back. Learn from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Learn as much as you can holding the clipboard. Mm-hmm. We'll build this team for you next year. So that way, when you come, you've actually got some stuff to work with. I feel like Tua time coming, though. I just don't. I mean... I think Tua will play this season. I think there, he you don't will think start games. You don't think he wins the, the starting role, though? Uh, I think they'll give it to him when they're, like, out of the playoffs and it's maybe, like, three or four games left in the season. Like, at the end, like he'll get time okay. at the end of the season just to – So, just, if Fitzmagic runs out, yeah, basically? Not, not even, like, if Fitzmagic runs out. Like I said, like, I, I think the Dolphins know that they're not competing for a playoff spot mm-hmm. this year. So, I think that they kind of understand, like, you know, at the end of the year, maybe we'll go ahead and give him – an opportunity just to see what he has. Kind of like what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. They had Alex Smith there, and then they that last game of the season, they were like, you know what? Let Patrick go out there, and let's just see what we have. Do you think they knew what they had, though? Like, Um, do you think it's like, um, like, what's what's a good example? Like how OKC traded James Harden to Houston, and then uh, Daryl Moore was like, yeah, we had no idea what kind of guy we traded for. Do you think it's like that situation? Like, oh, we didn't know. 
Patrick Mahomes is going to be this. I don't think they knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be this, but I definitely think Andy Reid saw something where he was like, I can make, I can, I he can, had, I can make, make you this. Work. Yeah. He was like, he saw it and he like, he saw it and he was like, he can run this offense and he can like, they, they saw something in him. I don't mm-hmm. think they knew he was going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, <laughs> but <laughs> cause that's, that's his tra- uh, tra- trajectory at this point. I mean, like, dude is only—he's not even been in the league for five years. Like, he's not even been in the league for five mm-hmm. years. Has already won an MVP. Has already won a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. He has a half a billy contract. Like, yeah, he's on his way to being the greatest yeah. quarterback of all time. Um, I don't think they knew that they had that when they drafted him, right. but they definitely saw something in him. But like his and, second season, he just shoots yeah. out of the gate. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what I said. They felt that's why. What they saw out of him, even just in practice and stuff, was the reason why they felt comfortable trading away Alex Smith. Like after, like after Patrick Mahomes, his rookie season, where he basically sat that entire season and just kind of watched and all mm-hmm. that, and he played a little bit. And they saw what he did in practice, and they saw what he did in that one game. It was mm-hmm. like, uh, really, no need. Yeah, to we're gonna we gonna run, we're gonna run with this guy. But yeah, <laughs> like no disrespect. We're gonna be honest. We're just gonna run with this guy. So um, I think the Chargers are kind of feeling that way, too. I think Anthony Lane, I understand you want the kid to sit, play, let Justin Herbert go out there and play. That He just, like, he just went up against Tom Brady and didn't flinch. Like, did not flinch at all. Like, kept tra- like was trading haymaker after haymaker. And, by the way, Tom Brady starting to look like Tom Brady again. And I mean, it's, it's- scary. I told people, because people were jumping off the Tampa Bay wagon. After week one, they were like, "But oh. you, you, you know, you get that with with that player of that stature. You get what I'm saying? They, they quick to jump off the bandwagon, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's a little old.' I mean, they get the, you get the same thing with LeBron, or you yeah. get all player like that. So I think I definitely knew that was gonna happen. But I mean, I feel like they should the league should be on notice because like it's looking like he's figuring it out. Yeah, and that's what I said. Like everyone was like, "Oh my god, this team, this offense that like Brady looks like he doesn't have it. This offense doesn't look in sync." And I'm like. Well, yeah, Tom Brady has been in one system his entire career. Like, he's been in New England for almost as long as I've been alive. Basically. Right? So, yeah, like, he's going to a totally new system in an offseason where, because of COVID, we didn't have a preseason. We didn't really have training camps, didn't have mini camps, didn't really have OTAs, none mm-hmm. of that stuff. He didn't really have a chance to get on page with any of his new receivers. Like, right. he, has to, he has to learn the mannerisms and learn the timing of everyone on that squad other than Gronk, right? Facts. So, like, everyone was, like, jumping off the Buccaneers bandwagon after week one when they lost to the Saints, who, by the way, are a really damn good team. Everyone was jumping off the bandwagon. And I'm like, do you all realize, one, it's not like they got blown out. They only lost this game by 11. And, two, this is probably the worst this Buccaneers offense is going to look all season. They're only going to get better the more continuity – and more um, acquainted they get with each other. Exactly. And that's what I said. Like, y- y'all jumping off the bandwagon. This is literally rock bottom for them. And they only lost by 11 to the Saints. Like, that offense is only going to get better. That defense is really good, too. Bucks are going to be serious moving forward. Tom Brady finally had that game where he looked like Tom Brady. Threw for over 350 yards. Had five touchdowns. Um, but... It, it's 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 getting scary. It's getting scary. Um, other game I want to talk about real quick. I want to talk about Patriots and Chiefs. So this game was supposed to be played Sunday. Cam Newton tests positive for COVID nineteen. If Cam Newton plays that game, the Patriots win the game. I don't think they win, but I think it would have been. You closer. think it would have been much closer? Yeah, I think I think we saw how important Cam is to this team because you can see that New England is. And first things first, uh, Cam, hope you get healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you got to do, quarantine, all that stuff. I think, back on the I think he should be MVP talk. I don't say, I feel like, it shows how important he is. Like, they're 2-1 and one with him, 0-1 without him. Mm-hmm. And that offense just looked bad with Brian Horner and Jared Sim trying to run it. Yeah, but, I mean, this will 
former MVP we talking about. So he was never a bad quarterback. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, I don't know why people just jumped was off. Always so like, and yeah. I understand like injuries and all that. And mm-hmm. I was like, people were like, okay. Oh, I mean, he him. had a uh, he had injuries, but he was never a bad quarterback. Yeah, I was like, so. we had like, I was like, everyone was like, you know, oh, Cam doesn't have it anymore. And I'm like, Cam hasn't been healthy in like three seasons. Yeah, like he had like, like two, three seasons. Like he had the shoulder injury and then he fought through that because, you know, I got to fight through this for my guys and, you know, all that stuff. And then he has, you know, the ankle injury Mm -hmm. and he has the foot and it's like, like he was never able to just have time. That's why I think last season was the best thing that happened to him. Like where they shut him down and just didn't have him play at all. And he kind of got to sit for a year. I think now he's coming into a situation where he, he was coming to New England and this is like the healthiest he's probably felt since he's been in the league right right and new england you can tell that like they are super happy to have a guy that can actually move around like don't get me wrong they love tom brady mm-hmm. but they are super happy to have a they can do more things with exactly. cam exactly that's why this offense looks better with cam because a lot of cam is a better quarterback than tom brady but cam can just do things and i think them a different dimension with with because a lot of their players are like interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Like you could just switch out. You could put them. You know what I'm saying? Like you could put Edelman in a slot, yeah. and you could have him run a, a trick play. You know what I'm saying? You could do stuff like that. So with Cam, it just opens up a lot more doors. So I actually like it because you get to see um, Belichick get a, a lot more creative now yeah. with him being the guru that he is. So I, I, say, I like Cam in New England. Actually, I was like, you can just tell Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels have been like. Wanting a mobile quarterback, for yeah. Like, I think I think they actually re-sign him after this year, or at least I attempt to. Yeah, I surprised. I think they. It's definitely something I think they should because I think Cam gives them a. Uh, you get you get Cam, and he's been some more weapons. So accurate this he's season. He's been good this year. He's like he's completion really is what like seventy one. He's really good this year. Cam has played really good this year. Um, they should definitely look into re-signing him. I think they should get. I mean, I do feel like they should get better weapons at least. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. they're gonna have to. I would like for them to get some weapons over there. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to shout out to Zuber. Oh yeah, Stevenson. Oh, uh, shout out to Zuber. We we proud of you, boy. Yeah. For Zuber. real, real proud of you. Keep balling. So we just had to get that shout out. Shout out yeah, to Zuber, number nineteen for the Patriots. For the Patriots man. Shout, shout out, out to Zuber. Fellow Jaguar. Fellow, fellow Jaguar. My boy. Shout out to Zuber. Um, Kansas City Chiefs. I made the statement earlier. Is Patrick Mahomes already the greatest quarterback to ever play? Um, no. He doesn't have the achievement and just the longevity. He doesn't have it's like it's like um what's the comparison? He's like the Steph Curry of the NFL. Yeah, like he's it's just, like he's on the pantheon. You get what I'm saying, but he just isn't like because it's like with Steph, you could be like, okay, he's the greatest, but then you got Magic Johnson. I, so with Pat, you could be like, he's the greatest, but then you also have a kid named Tom Brady. Oh yeah, no, he, listen, he it's it's then just you a, got Aaron Rodgers. For me, it's just a matter of time for him. It's timing. That's all that. It's just a matter of time. I think, and I think so. With that, with that being said, I think it's a lot. I think it's that in a lot of cases, though. Like, I think as generations go, you get better players and they just come in and they aren't accolades wise. They aren't better yet. But the eye test is just like you you know what you're watching. You get what I'm saying? So, Pat, will he be the best quarterback I have seen? Damn near. <laughs> Listen. If you really want me to be honest, damn near, yeah. He just, just not. Nah, just from my eye, like just just do the eye test. Just look, just watch him. Eye test. Listen, just off the eye test, I thought Aaron Rodgers before was the greatest quarterback I ever saw until Patrick Mahomes showed up. And Aaron, and I and I feel like that too because I feel like just watching Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, even though like I wasn't a super fan, but I'm like, yeah, that's the most talented quarterback I have Rodgers ever watched special. in my life. But Pat Mahomes makes him look like it's just child's play. Yeah, like, like it's yeah, no, it's yeah. not a pet. It's not a. It's literally. It's crazy because it's not a pass he cannot make. It's like it's no pass he cannot make, and I don't think how I don't think people realize how difficult we're playing the hardest position, mm-hmm. and it's not a pass you can't make. And then you have the strongest arm, his arm is incredible in the league. Like you got a whole cannon, and it's not a pass I can't make. Like yeah, you can't beat that. So he's special. He's just special, and then he can run. So it's like. 
He can run when he need, and he's not. He, you know what I'm saying? He, we ain't gonna say he's Russell Wilson or something like that. But if he need to get out of there, he's gonna get out of there. So it's just, it's just any. He, he could just do a lot of stuff, and it's, it's not a pass he can't make. And then he just has. I think he has all the tools you want in a quarterback. And he, he's like, he's like a my player. <laughs> Basically, in real life, this man is like my player. And they've surrounded him with. Talent. With it, it, I think Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City will win. Multiple rings within this next ten years. Yes, and I and I'm not gonna be surprised if it's like five. Like, uh, listen, man, because they Kansas City is all in on right now. Like, they, yeah, because somehow, some way, Kansas City has found a way to pay everybody. Like, I don't get it. So, because before the show, we was telling me about the cap, and I'm like, how are they paying all of these weapons? So all, what they've basically just been doing is they are backloading all of these contracts. So mm-hmm. you have guys that are signing who their big money isn't going to come until like three or four years down the road. Okay. Right. Like, that makes sense though. So it's like, instead of us doing, instead of us, you know, giving you all your guaranteed money up front and all that, like we're just backloading and we're just kicking the can down the road. So in like 2027, Kansas city isn't going to be able to pay anybody, but it won't matter if because by it's 2027 just... they've won four rings. Yeah. We won't. We don't okay. care. <laughs> that doesn't matter. We've yeah, already run. They, they just send on rings and, yeah, and everybody got paid. Everybody's yeah, happy. Like, everybody got paid. We won rings. Yeah, we're probably going to be cap sprung. And now we're going to have to start getting rid of some people. And the level of competition might fall off a little bit. But mm-hmm. hey, we won four rings in the last 10, 10 years. So can you really be mad at us? Um, you think they have a chance to go undefeated? Only one team has ever gone undefeated for the entire year and won the Super Bowl. That Dolphin squad from way back in the day in the seventies. Think Kansas City has the opportunity to do that? Absolutely. Let's pull. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up Kansas City's remaining schedule, and we'll see what they what what this looks like for Kansas City. So Kansas City's remaining schedule. Mm-hmm. I'll call them out as you go. They're at home against the Raiders. W. They go to Buffalo to play the Bills. W. They go to Denver to play the Broncos. W. They're at home against the Jets. W. They're at home against the Panthers. W. They play in Las Vegas to play the Raiders. W. They play in Tampa to play the Buccaneers. Toss up. Okay. Play the Broncos again at home. W. Play the Dolphins in Miami. W. Play the Saints in New Orleans. Ooh, you see, y'all should see my face. Uh, <laughs> toss up. I'm not. Uh, wait, wait. Toss up because it's the Saints. You're in the Megadome, and it's even, Drew Brees. Right, so even though it's not fans, it's still yeah. The Saints are a good team. Yeah, toss up. Uh, in Kansas City against the Falcons. Super W. <laughs> 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 Super W. <laughs> Hell. I'm not even going to play with y'all today. And uh, they'll be home to take on the Chargers to end the season. W. Uh, okay, so they can go 16-0. and 0. I think more realistically, they go 15-1, 60%, 40% chance they go 14-2. I think, I think one of those teams out of the Saints and the, who was it, Buccaneers, you said they're at home versus okay, – so no, they be, go to Tampa. They're going to Tampa and they're going to New Orleans. So they're going to be away in both of those games. 45% fourteen 14-2. Okay. 55% if my math is correct. I like them in both those games. I would say they can go – and, and it's a great chance they go 16-0. So. If they can stay healthy. If they can stay, if they can stay healthy, I think 15-1. If they stay healthy. Call me on this. What's today's date? I'll say if they stay healthy, they I'm with Dom at 9.40 p.m. on October the 6th, 2020. Savion thinks they go 15 and 1. If they if they can stay healthy, we don't have any COVID stoppages or anything like that. I'm not surprised if they go 16 and all. And they I think I really think they um I think the only team that could beat them in a Super Bowl would be possibly Seattle. That's gonna be a shootout. Cause that's a that's a shootout there. Cause I, I honestly think the only 
But I don't think that's the way to beat them. That's my thing. I, I don't you think don't. You don't that's beat. That's not the way to beat. You don't that's beat. That's not the way to beat Kansas City because he's out. a. It's a shootout with them. Essentially, the thing is, like, if you get into a shootout with them, you're not gonna win because they have the best. Like, they have more guns than anybody. That's the problem, right? So, can you pause that? Yeah, no, you good. You paused it. You're good. Okay. But um. Okay, sorry about that. Um. But yeah, so Kansas City has a chance to go 16 and 0. For sure. It's off. Like I said, it's just they have more guns than anybody. And definitely guns gunslinging isn't a way to beat them. I really don't I really can't tell you the way to beat them though. So the way that you beat Kansas City, you need to have one great defense, mm-hmm. but you also need to have a really good running game. Okay, but this is my thing though. Cause the best way to beat them is to keep that that offense off the field. Short in the game, one in the ball, but you have to have a good defense. See, the problem that's been the problem with Baltimore mm-hmm. when it comes to Kansas City. Baltimore is, is very built, good against everybody Baltimore else. Is built to beat Kansas City. The problem is their defense has not held up their end of the bargain because their defense has allowed Kansas City to get into a rhythm, and Baltimore has gotten down big early in those games. Right? Like, if you look at the last two times, Kansas City will jump out to a 16 point lead, or this last time that they played, they jumped out into like a it was like 24 to like six or something like that. At the mm-hmm. half, right. And now you're forcing the Ravens and that offense to do something that they're not really built to do. As much as I love Lamar Jackson, the knock on him is still, if you want Lamar, you want to beat Lamar Jackson, force him to be a quarterback, force him to stay in the pocket and throw the ball. So when you force them to do that, that's not what they're comfortable doing. That's not what that offense is built to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why Baltimore struggles because their defense allows Kansas City to go out and get up big early. So you got to have a great defense that can at least slow them down. But how do you slow them? How do you beat a, a team? Even in the playoffs last season, Listen, what they had like three, all their wins were comebacks? Yeah, they came back. They were down. The only one that was points. close they were down was the Super Bowl. They were, down at, they were down at least 10 points in every game in the postseason. Every and like one of those games, it was like twenty some. Like he they just lost, they were down by twenty. They were down like twenty three to the Houston Texans and ended up winning that game by twenty. <laughs> so how do you beat them? Like how do you beat that team? Like speaking of the Texans, they finally fired Bill O'Brien. Thank God. Bill oh, you O'Brien were screaming that. You were screaming that I've been for like saying this for like three years. Yeah, Bill O'Brien is garbage. Bill O'Brien for whatever reason they gave Bill O'Brien head coaching. Play calling, they let him be the GM, all of this stuff, and now look at where you're at. You're 0 4. And Sean Watson, Deshaun and Watson, they have nothing around him. Yeah, I, well, you traded DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of balls. So, like, you traded DeAndre Job, like, you traded traded DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of Fritos, who being like keeping it a buck. Mm-hmm. So, they basically like gift wrapped to him. Cal- yeah, like Cal- you gave Cal- him away. All right, so. It's sad. I'm happy that they did fire him. It Houston. There's a guy. Now, don't be afraid because he is black. Okay? I understand that we're a little against black coaches in the NFL. Right? I understand. Please let more black coaches. Eric, there's a guy in Kansas City named Eric Bieniemy, who is the offensive coordinator. And he's the one who helps Andy Reid cause those plays. Hire him. Just imagine expeditiously. Right, legit, <laughs> just imagine what Eric Bieniemy can do with Deshaun Watson. It's all I'm going to say. He needs to be the higher. As soon as this season is over, whenever Kansas City season is over, mm-hmm. y'all like as soon as their season is over, whether they win the Super Bowl or not, as soon as Kansas City walks off that field for the last time, you need to be on the phone with Andy Reid and saying, "Hey, can we talk to Eric?" Point blank. Period. Right. But. Let's talk about this Thursday night game upcoming. We're going to make some quick picks, and then we're going to move to the NBA. Thursday night, Bucks versus Bears. Bucks. Bears. <laughs> Bucks. Y'all should see my face was special because he's from Chicago. I mean, listen, I'm a Steelers fan. I got love for the Bears. But Bucks. Yeah, this is Tampa Bay all the way. Now, granted, Chicago does have a really good defense. Um, however, that offense struggled massively this last game. Um, I think Nick Foles is the right decision moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
Yes, he had a bad game against Indianapolis, but Indianapolis is another team that has a really good defense. Um, I think that you you have to let Nick Foles at least play a couple of games before you go back to Mitchell Trubisky. Listen, let's just be honest. Mitchell Trubisky is not going to be on this team next year, hopefully. Oh, do you think they let him go? Yeah, I mean, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, which is basically a telltale sign that, hey, this was your last shot. We let you be the starter. Mm-hmm. You won two games, and that was cool, and then we had to pull you in game three because the offense wasn't doing a damn thing. So Mitchell Trubisky is done in Chicago. Uh, Nick Foles is there. He will be there for a year or two. I don't know what the Bears are going to do exactly because mm-hmm. we're like they're still winning games. They're three and one right now, somehow. Um, but unless you all like start tanking and trying to lose games, uh, which even still, there's a lot of teams that are going to be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So Ooh. you got like Jacksonville is tanking. He's so good. The Jets apparently might be ready to move on from Sam Darnold. Like you, you got some teams out there. That, hell, the Atlanta Falcons might just be ready to just completely tear. No, 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 no. I do not want Trevor Lawrence in that poverty franchise. <laughs> All I'm saying is, there's a lot of teams that are going to be in the Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he's days. just so good. He's just um, so good. So the Bears, you're you're three and one right now. If you want to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. You better start losing games quick. Right. Uh, now, it looks like they will start doing that on Thursday because Tampa Bay is going to absolutely stomp them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. by. I'm going to say final score. Tom looks like he's 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 coming into his, coming own. Into his own. Now, I will say <clears throat> sucks for Tampa Bay because O.J. Howard did tear his Achilles. He's done for the season. However, that also might be a good thing because that means now Gronk might be getting a little bit more attention and he won't be getting split carries or split catches with O.J. Howard. However, they also still have Cameron Brake on that team, so they have another good tight end to replace him. Yeah, they're just very deep. Yeah, they got a lot of talent there, too, in Tampa. So I'm going to say Bucks win this. You know, I don't think it's going to be too, too crazy because, like I said, the Bears' defense is good. I'm going to say – but like the Bears always have a good defense. 20, 27 to like 13. 27 to 10. I can I see that. that. I think that's fair. But we're going to move on to the NBA. Game three. We're actually it's going on at, right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. Game three. So Goran Dragic is not playing tonight. Um, I don't think that, he plays at all. I, yeah, honestly, I think his season is done. I think – like, I understand, like, if you watched him trying to warm up, like, there was video of him trying to warm up and, like, trying to put weight on it. Like, that man was out there in, like, a full, like, cast, like, cast on his, uh, not cast, a uh, brace on his leg. And you can see him wincing but trying to fight through it. And you can see him go to the bench and, like, he's talking to the trainers and they're just, like, you know, you can see, like, he's crying because he's, like, I want to go. Like, yeah. I'm in the finals, man. Like, I want to help my I team. I mean, my who team wouldn't, team. though? Um, so, I got to feel for him. Uh, but Bam Adebayo is playing tonight. I think that is big. Um, how about that game from Jimmy the other day? Jimmy is a bad, bad man. Listen, I've said this before. All of you people that sat up there and kept on trying to tell me that Jimmy Butler was a bad teammate. And he was the that problem. That he was an asshole. That he was the problem. Let me point something out to you all. The last time the Chicago Bulls were in the playoffs, guess who was there? Jimmy Butler. The last time the Minnesota Timberwolves made it to the playoffs, guess who was there? Jimmy Butler. The furthest the Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers made it in the playoffs. Quite some time. Like the best, the best playoff, playoff run. run the Philadelphia 76ers have had in quite some time. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. And now the Miami Heat are back in the finals for the first time since LeBron left. And guess who's there? Jimmy damn Butler. Jimmy Butler is the son of Michael Jordan. We know this, and he's played like he played like a game three. Yeah, he did forty point triple double. Not a three taken. And you know, I love that. That's not his game. I love like he mm. is not his game, and he doesn't try and force it to be like a lot of guys you see now, especially just, just jack like, up threes. Yeah, like with today's NBA, like the three point line is so important, and you see like guys kind of have to force the three point shot into their game. I love that Jimmy Butler doesn't do that. Like, Jimmy simply sits back and is just like, yeah, no, I'm going to get what the defense takes me. I'm going to be aggressive, but I'm also going to get my guys involved, and I'm going to do whatever it ha- 
whatever I have to do for us to get a W, that's what I'm gonna do tonight. Right. And I love that about him. I thought Jimmy Butler's a dog. Just watch like watching him in that game three, man. I was just like, I miss having him in Chicago. Like so oh, I much. Bet. <laughs> like I was just watching him like we really let him go. Like, yeah, like just him. trading him. Now granted, we got Zach Levine and what ended up being Lori Marketing out of the deal. So I'm not too mad at that. Like you know how I feel about yeah, Zach. Like, yeah, like I love Zach. Zach is staying. We're finally getting our, our rebuild band is almost over in Chicago. Free Zach Levine. Expeditiously. Rebuild is almost Please trade him, free him from Chicago. Donovan, got a new finally got rid of our impact. Chicago will turn this stuff around. But Jimmy was amazing. How do you feel about Jimmy telling LeBron you're in trouble? I would have told him the same damn thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did just drop 40. LeBron trash talks. He d- don't let don't said. let nobody tell you otherwise. That's what Jimmy said. Jimmy said, like, well, you know, he said that to me in the first quarter, so I'm just re- returning the fact. Yeah. But he rightfully so, because I mean, I mean when listen, you out rebound, out score, and out assist LeBron the in the, in the, in the for the first time it's ever happened in the, in the game, you deserve to trash talk. You deserve to say whatever you want to say. You deserve to poke your chest out. You deserve to walk around with big balls. That's and that's a testament to how great LeBron is. That's the first time. Yeah, that says a lot. Scored, out rebounded, and out assisted in the game. That's the first time in that says a lot. His entire career. Or in uh, in the playoffs, that that's happening. It says a lot about LeBron, but it also tells you what kind of player Jimmy Butler is. Jimmy so. is incredible, man. Jimmy so. is special. Jimmy is special. That's what, and you know what? That's why I said, man. If this is why I gave Miami a shot, it was because of the leadership mm-hmm. and just that that don't quit and just rough like style that they play. They they grind it out, and that's why I gave Miami a shot. You, know, you can't you can't give them the room like you can't give them life and that's why yeah. and that's what I that's you have if you put your your foot on in there you got to keep it there like, yeah and that's what I said that's what I thought I thought game three listen I thought game three was really big for Miami mm-hmm. I thought game three was really big for LA because mm-hmm. you go up three nothing that's basically the end of the series no yeah. one's ever come back from being down three nothing so you go up three nothing that's basically going to be the end of this series you had a chance to put them away. Where they're without two of their three best players, and you let Jimmy Butler have the game of a, have his the life. game of his career, and now we're coming in game four, and Goran Dragic isn't there, but Bam Adebayo is back, and now this team probably feels a little confident, and now it's like, all right, now don't mess around and lose game four too. Exactly, it gives them the confidence. I was say, don't mess That's even more confidence that they don't already. That's need. the big thing. If you're the Lakers. Now, granted, Anthony Davis got into foul trouble, did not play well in game three, couldn't get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little disappointed in LeBron because I felt like LeBron kind of allowed them to get Jimmy switched off onto someone else a little too easily. Every time, like, yeah. Like, it was like like Kelly Olenek would come and just set that screen and LeBron would just be like, all right, switch. Because he was his primary defender yeah, like, for most of the game. And, I was like, and like, then every no, time he just got on K. I mean, don't get me wrong. KCP is an excellent defender, right. but it's just like too Jimmy small. Was, it's too small. Jimmy, you know what it <laughs> it's like, like it's abusing. Because like. you know what it is? Against small forwards and power forwards, Jimmy might be like they can kind of bang with him. Mm-hmm. But against other guards, Jimmy's really strong. Yeah, he is. So he can muscle. And he's already like, what, like 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, like he's, he's he uses his size and his strength against guards because they mm-hmm. typically don't have the strength to keep him down. We saw that with KCP. Yeah. Had no he scored shot. every time. Man, what? K- like every time. Every time he saw KCP, he was just like, oh, ISO. Right, bet. <laughs> Give me the switch. KCP, <laughs> yeah, we lit. ISO. We lit. I'm going to get this bucket. Don't worry about it, guys. I got us. We lit. Um. But yeah, man. Like I said, game four is going. I think. On. I think game. I think game. Uh, game three was on AD. Yeah, I would say AD. Well, like I said, he was in foul trouble, and you know what? Like some of them were ticky tack fouls, but I, I I do agree. It's like, well, no, nah, I mean, like those were some legitimate calls. That, like, they were yeah, I think like calls. two legitimate, and then two of them is like, I mean, hey, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So but it's subjective. You know, it's preference for that one. But I think you you still play fifteen points from your superstar isn't acceptable. Yeah. Um, clearly. And Jimmy said it. And Jimmy, it was funny because before the game, Jimmy was talking to Rachel Nichols, and he was real like upbeat and mm-hmm. like kind of happy. And she was. Oh, like, he knew he would. Yeah, he knew. Like he knew he was like we figure something out. And and it's 
the truth. What he said was, he was like, we just have to rebound. And that's been the thing that has killed yeah. them. Because one of the things that, excluding game one, where they kind of just went cold, they dealt mm-hmm. with injuries, and then the Lakers just went on a terrific run where it was just like, all right. That had to be historic. Yeah, like 75 that, to 30. 75 to 30 is a crazy run. Yeah, that's, so, that's like an eruption. Like Yeah, like that's just one of those, like you kind of throw that game out. Because you, you lost it, like, yeah, midway like, through, yeah, you just like, like yeah. You scratch your head. <laughs> yeah, like, it just happens sometimes. But when you look at game two and game three, I think what Miami realizes is if we rebound yeah, we got a and better don't chance. allow them to get second-chance points, we can beat them. Because from game two and game three, even though they lost game two, right. Miami has shown we can score on them. Like, we can get points on this team. When we want, and the Lakers have been a good defensive team, mm-hmm. but Miami knows, like through games two and game three, all right, we can score on them kind of at will, right? Right. So if we go out, play great individual defense, switch well, but most importantly, rebound. We can't let Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard get five, six, seven offensive rebounds and give them second chance points. If we take that away, we have a legitimate shot of beating them. So. Game four is going to be big, man. I think uh, – I still think – I, I think I, I want I want Miami to win game four. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they will. I think I Lakers still, pull it up. I still think this series goes six games. Um, really? I do. I said I said Lakers in six from the jump. Uh, but game four is big, man. If Miami can win this – Miami can win this. If they win this, it's a series. It's a series now. Like, because now if you're Miami, you're sitting back and you're saying, hey, we've already proven we can beat this team twice. Yeah. We just have to do that. Like I said, you're giving a confidence that that they already don't need. And also, like I said, even, and we both said, you know, yeah, we think Goran Dragic is going to be done for this series. But hey, the the longer this series goes, the more of a chance that they have for Goran to play. Yeah. So if Goran Dragic comes back, that's 20 points per game. Coming right back to them. So, and Tyler Hero, they've gotten so much great play out of their young guys, man. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. Like, mm-hmm. They've all played really well this series. Like, even Tyler Hero, his confidence is out of this world. Like, yeah, it is. Like, the it's way like that he keeps shooting, even with, like, game three, he was not having a great shooting night. And some of the shots that he took that he made, like, they were huge. And it's just like... All conventional wisdom would tell other play, other players stop shooting. You no, know, it's not my shot. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not my night. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeling it. No, nah, that don't matter and to him. He never. Jim, I think Jimmy said it too. It was like one of the things we love about Tyler is that he's never seen a shot he didn't like. And it's like, yeah, it's like, and the fact that they have that much confidence in him is he's well. a hooper though. So he is. Tyler is nice. I like that. Guy. Yeah, he's a bucket. Tyler's gonna. Tyler. Tyler and Bam, he's gonna play for a very. Him and Bam are gonna play for Bam a very long places. time. Yeah. Tyler and Bam are gonna take Miami places, man. But I'm excited. You think you think LA takes game four though? For sure. And you think what well, you believe it? Lakers in five? Lakers in five. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Uh I don't know. I can't remember if we talked about this on the last podcast. How do you feel about Doc Rivers going to Philly? Did we talk about that? I feel like we did. I can't remember. Underachiever to an underachieving team. I'm not a big I'm not a big believer in Doc Rivers. I think he just underachieves what he gets all the talent in the world. He just doesn't make it do what it do. Um, but also Philly is that type of team as well because you know you have a player like they Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. I've been saying this for the longest. See, time. you say that, and I say I know a lot of other people say trade, and Joel. I say trade Joel. I think Joel has a to me Joel is the better player. Okay, but that's fine. But and I think it's I think. Sometimes do you always go further with the better player though? I understand that. I just me personally, I feel like I feel like Joel will take me further. I feel like Joel has a little bit more of that dog in him where he has that I'm not gonna let my team lose. Listen, I understand everyone has a bad game. I mm-hmm. watched Ben Simmons score a grand total of one point in a playoff game one time. <laughs> I'm I, listen. And like I said, a point guard that just is afraid to shoot the yeah. does nothing for me. But look, I say I say surround him with around shooters, shooters Absolutely. and, and I, scorers, yeah. and then you'll be fine. 
I mean, you like you trade like, Joel, you keep players like Tobias Harris. Joel Embiid, though, surround him with shooters and guys that can help run the offense. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Joel Embiid gives them the best chance to get a bucket and a stop. Now, granted, they're both great on defense. Ben Simmons is a great on-ball defender. He will probably, at some point in his career, win a Defensive Player of the Year award. I would not. Joel. Uh, ben. Ben. I think so. For like, sure. He his size, his length, his athleticism. He will. He will. And he he he's one of those guys. Who, he he doesn't. He's not James Harden, right? Like he doesn't shy away from playing defense That's at all. Like James Harden is not a terrible defender. Like he's not a great defender. He's much better than he shows, though. Like James Harden just doesn't have uh, any interest in playing defense. Sometimes <laughs> Ben Simmons, though. He's committed on that side. Of the yeah, game. yeah, he, he is. Win, like I said, he will win a Defensive Player of the Year award at some point in his career, more than likely. Um, but I just feel like Joel Embiid gives you the best chance to get a bucket on the offensive side and a stop on the defensive side, and that's why I think you keep him. Also, like I said, I just feel like he has that little extra gear mm-hmm. that you can take it to that some of the greats need. I think like I feel like he wants it more than Ben Simmons does. Maybe that maybe that's just me paying a little too much attention to just like how they react to games and stuff like that. But I feel like he wants it a little bit more. I feel like winning means more to him. I feel like he wants to be mentioned in that conversation of like one of the greats and all that. Um, and I like that. I mean, you compare a guy to players like Hakeem and Shaq. And yeah. Just, I mean, that's what you're expected of yeah, after so, that. So. I, say, I, I think Joel well, is a winner, though. Yeah, and that's what sure. I mean. The fact of the matter is, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't work together. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I'm not. It's not. It's nothing. It's nothing against Joel. I think. I think it's just you figure out what direction you want to go with the team wise, and then you just pick your poison basically. So do I trade Joel? Do I trade Ben? I'm just saying with that Philly team as constructed and as what I what I see what they try to do, I think they should trade Joel Mm -hmm. and let him go star somewhere else. I don't know who picks him up, but I mean it's hey, Joel it's, and B. So I was gonna say it's, it's twenty nine other <laughs> it's teams. About twenty nine other teams that's gonna yeah like hey you hey we'll take them. Yeah like what 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 could what what's what the worst that get? could happen? Yeah it's like what are you guys asking for him? What's the asking price? Just we probably won't be able to pull it off but just mm-hmm. so we know what's the asking price. Um but yeah man like I said I think uh I don't think those two Stay together. I do At think all. one of them, one of them gets traded next year. I think. I think. But when okay, do they? You know when what? do when do they figure that out though? Okay, you know what? I think they will give it one more year with Doc Rivers. They will give it a year with Doc Rivers and then to you see think. if he can coach it. If it doesn't work, if they don't at least make it to the finals with Doc Rivers as the head coach, mm-hmm. Joel and B. Oh, well, I can tell you now. One of them going to get traded because they're not making it to the finals. I don't say. No, not at all. No way, Jose. None. They have like they have the talent. They have the talent. I don't think the they make it to the be, founders. They though. have the talent to be one of the three best teams in the East. Legit. It's just a matter of will they live up to that talent and can can Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons actually make it work? That is the question. But we'll see. Um, talked up. We talked uh, NBA, WNBA. Shout out to the storm. Seattle Storm got that. Congratulations. Shout out. Keep Sue fresh. Sue Bird. She turned 40. Sue fresh. Sue turns 40 in 10 days and she is still. God damn, Sue. Game one, she set the uh, finals. uh, What's season 17? Ah, For her? Something like that. It was her that LeBron shot it out, right? Like, oh, yeah. Who said you can't break records in season uh, 17? Sue, I don't say she. has 16 assists in game one of the finals, which is a WNBA record for most uh, assists mm-hmm. in the finals game. Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart is They're just so dog. good. Oh, she's been good, though. Brianna Stewart's a dog. I'm Ooh, so, since, like, UConn? Man, I'm, I, I really want to see, because there's going to be a passing of the torch of Brianna Stewart to Sabrina Inoscu, and I'm really upset that Sabrina got injured. Sabrina is the one that was really close to Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. the girl that was, like, really close with him that loved like all that stuff. She's a monster, but she ended up getting hurt her rookie year and didn't finish this season. I really want to see, like, because I feel like that is what it's going to be. It's like, we're going to get this passing of the torch from Brianna to Sabrina because 
Sabrina, I feel like, is going to be special, but shout out to Seattle, man. And Las Vegas Aces, you know, hold your head up high. This is a tough situation. Like, the fact that you all made it to the finals in this entire bubble situation. It's one of those situations where it's like they're right there, and it's just yeah. they got to get over that hump. Listen, man, Seattle is damn near unbeatable. Like, at this point, you have. If you really want to be honest, at this point. You have like three first round picks. I think, yeah, like three first round picks on that team. Mm-hmm. You got a former defensive player of the year on that squad. A like, GOAT. Yeah like, yeah, like you got Sue Bird on there. Brianna Stewart is probably the best player in all of WNBA right mm-hmm. now. It's, it's tough to beat them. You yeah. Know? And like I said, Las Vegas Aces, good team. You Asia didn't just Wilson. lose to anybody. You just. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, no, nah, they did get swept, but hey, it is what it is. Asia Wilson is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won MVP this year, so shout out to her. But Seattle, man. Just can't beat them. It's just so much talent on that squad. It's so much talent on that squad. Have you tried playing? So, like, have you tried doing, like, the WNBA season in 2K? No, but I damn sure will now. Bro, it's way harder than the NBA. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm playing with the really? Chicago Sky, and I'm like 0-4 right now. What? Bro, it's so damn hard. Because you know what it is? Because I feel like sometimes we you can get those easy buckets just off athleticism. Mm-hmm. You'll like, play with somebody. And you it's not the same. Them. No, yeah. you got to like actually play and like know how to play, call plays, like work to get – like it makes you work harder. Right. I, like, I, like I said, I play with Chicago Sky. I'm 0-4 right now. So we'll see if I can turn my season around. But – Oh and four. Yeah, I've had to play. I've had to play um, Minnesota. So mm-hmm. I've had to play like, like Maya Moore came out. Oh like, yeah, on us. Damn, I had to play. I've had to play like the Seattle Storm twice now. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's uh, it's rough. It's rough. But that's all we got right now, man. We actually. Kind of finish watching this game because the game's been going on in the background. So we got to sit here and actually pay attention now. But that's all we got. Thank you all so much to my man, Savion, coming back on the show. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome anytime. I'll be back soon, you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you all so much for listening. If you liked today's episode, please tell a friend, tell a friend. If you didn't like today's episode, word of mouth is the best promotion. Absolutely. And if you didn't like today's episode, just act like it didn't happen. Um, Thank you all so much. Like I said, all the support. Very much appreciated. Um, but yeah, this has been the Instant Replay Podcast. I am Dominic Shirosky. And I always leave you all with a quote. Kobe Bryant once said, no one hates the good ones. They only hate the great ones. So go out there, make some new haters. I'll see you guys Friday.